0: Of HR Talk. I'm JC, the co captain of this ship, sailing off into the sunset and getting ready to sink. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a win win situation in this world when you're thinking outside the box. Don't forget to grab the low hanging fruit because in today's world, when you push the envelope and drink the Kool Aid, you will have added value. So let's go ahead and think about taking this offline. We could take it to the next level, we'll make things actionable. But at this time, I don't have the bandwidth to put a pin in it. So step up to the plate, breaking down the silos in the middle of a paradigm
1: shift. Please welcome Ricky Baez. Wow. I'm going to make that my voicemail greeting. <laughs> That's <was> awesome, bro. <laughs> uh, it's the least I do, Mr. Baez. How are you today? I am doing pretty good.
0: Pretty good, you know. Wait. I I think going forward, if uh, if you put it in the pipeline, you you have the potential of getting granular. You can run it up the flagpole, put your ducks in a row, and at the end of the day, Ricky buys. My door is always open. If if uh, you know. I need to pick your brain. We could be burning the candle at both ends. You could earn your chops. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, teamwork makes dream work, Ricky. And failure is not an option. We could circle back, pivot, because it is what it is. And the data never lies, literally.
1: You just described what my Mondays used to look like (laughs) back in the day.
0: (laughs) How do you like all those cliches coming at you a million miles a minute?
1: They annoy me now more than what they did before. So thank you for that, JC. I think That's that was awesome
0: like I think that was like fifty cliches in fifty seconds, something like that.
1: It's, it, you lost me after the first two, the <laughs> drink, the Kool Aid, and I'm like, as I'm drinking my my adult beverage, I'm like, this isn't that Kool Aid, but okay, I got you, brother. Man, you gotta admit
0: after though, that. cliches have really taken over the workplace since the dawn of time.
1: Outside the box. <laughs> Or no, wait, wait, wait. The best one, the best one. Tell me. You ready? Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Well, you know, it's Monday. I, yes, I get it. It's Monday. I know the calendar. I know the time. I'm here along with you. What about Monday? Why would you bring that up when I ask you how's it going?
0: Oh, I can tell you why. Go ahead. Because Monday is the start of the week. Does that make sense? Well, no, JC, tell me more, please. <laughs> I know. I love that one. I love that one. Like, I, it seems to be catching fire lately, you know, burning on the tip of the tongue. Does that make sense? And and of course, it, it like um it stokes the fire of looking for instant agreeance, right? Like most people will be like, yeah, it makes sense. When in actuality, like there could be a portion of it that you disagree with, or you may have a varying degree of opinion or perspective on it, but what they said did make sense. So by you agreeing that it made sense, you you just fell in line and the discussion's over from that person's perspective. It's
1: kind of frustrating. Or you just don't want to hear that person talking anymore. You should oh, say yes, even though you know it doesn't make sense to you. But you, I'm sure you'll get an email about it later or somebody else will tell you about it. You just don't want to talk to that particular person at that moment in time. Yes, It makes perfect sense, J.C.
0: I love getting asked that question and giving honest feedback when it's asked of me. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Does that make sense? Actually, no. No, it doesn't. It's actually one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Could you explain more and just watch the clock tick? Now let's circle back and pivot for a brief moment and talk about it again. Does it make sense now?
1: now that you're more condescending you know what with the added condensation and the attitude yeah it does make sense that 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 but i'm going to choke you in the parking lot later on (laughs) that's how much sense it makes all right so so the
0: one that you're bringing up there like uh so so someone turns you cliches ladies and gentlemen we're doing cliches right at the start of the show here workplace cliches so if someone says to you hey
1: how you doing how's it going so I started doing this about three years ago. When when somebody says, "Hey, what's up?" "Hey, what's up?" Just continue on. It's just one of those, you know. Check the box. All right, let's do it. Ask me. Box. Go ahead. Hey, man, what's up? How's it going? Ah, eh, you know, another day. Yeah. What about it? Uh, it's just another day. I know. Yeah, it is. It is every day. There's a day before it and a day after it. What about this particular day that made you just mention it when I asked you, "Hey, how you? What's up? How's it going?"
0: Hey, it's uh. You you're spot on with your analysis. It is just another day. Does that make you know sense?
1: What? That makes perfect sense. Thank you very much. Have a great <laughs> day. Have a great day. I'm done with you. I'm done. done. I'm done. done. I don't That's I true. don't want to talk to you for the rest of the year. Yeah, I'm done.
0: Walking it's down just... the hallway, I connect eyes with you. "Hey,
1: Ricky." <laughs> right? "Hey, how's it going?" You know, and I answer that question. "Honestly. How you been?" Know uh, I've, I, I've been better. I've been better. You know, Father's Day was yesterday, and uh, we went to SeaWorld. Cool. It was just really muggy, and we left. No, I'm yeah. I'm not done. Went to SeaWorld, and uh, it, 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 it was really muggy. Had to go home, take a shower because how <laughs> muggy it was. I'm still talking. They start not, backing away. <laughs> they're, like, they're like 10 feet away from you right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah. Cool, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah. They're all deleting trying to log into the system. I'm still telling them about my day. Guess what? They're never going to ask me how my day is again. No, they're not. No, <laughs> <one>. <laughs> I'm just That's not what I would nor, do. Nor that.
0: will they ever promote you again because of it.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? People say all these cliches so much during the week. It's almost as if you would get promoted by how many different ones you use. Oh, my gosh. That's how often people use it, right? That's a really good point,
0: actually. I wonder if there's a, a, an HR stat or metric that could count the amount of cliches that are used within a uh, given email to see if you're meeting the threshold. You know, just like when you're writing those uh, papers in college, right? And you it, you need the word count. Maybe it's the cliche count for the emails, a new
1: HR tool. That'll be perfect. Now, here's another one that gets under my skin. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. You ready? All right, here we go. All right. Let's take this offline. Why? Do you have a secret nobody else wants to know? Why can't we talk about it right now? You took an hour out of my schedule to have this meeting. Why is that particular piece of information only good for our ears only? Why didn't you just make a a meeting with you and I, if that's the case, or better yet? Have you ever had somebody tell you, let's take this offline when it's just you and them? Yeah. Well, shit, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're already just, doing it. Like <laughs> We're offline. I don't know what offline really means, but right. if it's just you and I, let's talk about it. So
0: you want to meet me at Applebee's to talk about this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> Two for
0: one margaritas later. Let's take it offline. Let's take it offline. Ooh. How about how about the other one, though? You know, where. are uh, the conversation starts, and before you could even get into it, the other person says, Are we alone?
1: <laughs> How do you feel just about to, that one? Then you know what? I'll say, No, we're not. You're looking around. Are you sure? I'm positive. But it's just us two. Then why'd you ask, Bob? All right. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so some, some HR people do that, some don't
0: do that. And for those that do use that terminology, why would you use that? effectively at the start of a conversation
1: i don't know unless i'm talking to somebody over a speakerphone where other people could hear me and i don't know who's in the room that is the only time i would use that but if i i can see you jc we're in a room there's nobody else there i don't know how i would handle the answer to that question if it's anything other than yes (laughs) if it's no well shit i wasn't ready for that what are we? <laughs> who else is in here? My other personality, huh? Are
0: we Great. alone? Well, put your cell phone in the microwave. Let's talk. <laughs> right?
1: Ask <laughs> how to get the government to stop spying on us. Just stop. Put it in the Don't
0: Just give put away all down. the secrets. No, oh, that was part of that one documentary that was on the line. On the line. Yeah. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the show. We've delayed things long enough.
1: There's more. What do you mean?
0: Well, drink there's something drink. more important. Right here, Ricky Baez. Quotes let you see life from another perspective. They can expand the mind and awareness. These are
2: inspirational quotes. That's Ricky Baez.
0: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Inspirational quotes with the man, the myth, the legend. Circling back to pivot. While drinking the Kool-Aid, Ricky Bias.
1: I show respect to a coworker? What about your boss? What about your employee? When you ask them how was their weekend, be ready for a full story, and be ready to give their one your 100% undivided attention. That's how you make a connection inspirational quotes by ricky bias
0: okay uh with cliches we can beat a dead horse and circle back as much as you want are are you uh are you good with these or what else you got
1: no i'm not there's so many of these there's one in here that i'm like i i don't know if people know where this one i just had it here tell me they're not the one beating a horse good lord where is it? there was one oh drink the kool-aid drink the kool-aid have you done Have you done your research about what that means? Fill us all in. So it, it, it's now. I have no way to back in this up. It is what I found on the Google box. So drinking the Kool Aid. That cliche comes from that cult leader Jim Jones. Where he convinced a lot of people to move to that remote area. I don't know if it was in Africa or somewhere in the uh, Caribbean. But he 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 was able to influence about nine hundred people to drink this Kool Aid and commit mass suicide. That is a terrible spot in human history. Horrible, horrible things. And here we are talking about, oh, John, drink the Kool-Aid. We can't count on him anymore. We use that so loosely. So I just I don't know if people know where all these things come from. Or have you ever heard of the rule of thumb where that comes from? It had something to do with hitchhiking, didn't it? Absolutely not, JC. It doesn't. Good job in your research. No, it has to do with a law in England many, many, many years ago where a man was able to hit his wife, and the rule of thumb was if the bruise was no bigger than your thumb, you would not get in trouble for it with the law. But if, if it was bigger than your thumb, then the law would have to step in. Wait a second. Where did that originate? England. In England? In England, yes. Well, we can't Way protest
0: of- it then. It's got to originate in the U.S. if you're going to protest it, I think. But like, so we're using it. We use well, it all the time. I, I don't like using that. I'm, I'm not a fan of that. How about running it off the flagpole, though, you know? Um, if if uh, you remember this catchphrase, it just goes back not too long ago, you know, during the 50s, 60s. It, it ultimately meant to present an idea um, and, and see whether or not it receives favorable reaction. And now it is a cliche, uh, what, 70 years later. Look at that. Is it, is it that old? 70 years? Well, 1950.
1: Got it. Well, yeah, I guess.
0: Dude, the, 19, the 80s were like 40 years ago. Ouch.
1: <laughs> that, hurts that just well.
0: hit you, didn't it?
1: Yeah, it really, really does. It really yeah. did. So here's another one. The data never lies. The
0: data data always lies. You can skew that data to be whatever you want it to be. Thank
1: you. That's good. Thank you, JC. You you don't know how many times I've had these conversations with leaders and business partners. The numbers don't lie. Yes, they do. (laughs) <laughs> they lie. They, now, 2 plus 2 is always going to be 4. 3 plus 1 is always going to be 4. 5 minus 2 is always going to be 3. Yeah, but Larry who Wait, wrote look, the yeah. algorithm might not be trustworthy. Exactly, right? <laughs> it's, yeah, that is dude, we can be here all day. You know what? I've
0: got long. a great idea. Let's pull those that data set together, but we're going to put some qualifiers in there to exclude myself so I don't get laid off.
1: <laughs> there you go right. That way, it makes me look good. Right. Or you got somebody that does it the other way, and then you get other people laid off. I don't have the bandwidth, Jay Z. Jay Z, did I just call you? You did. The, the world's first billionaire rapper? <laughs> Jay z Look at me. What the hell's wrong with me? So I don't have the bandwidth. This one is overused like crazy. Just tell me you're lazy. That's it. Tell me you don't want to do it. Right. But to tell me I don't have the bandwidth, I just I just don't know why that one is a thing. I rather say I don't have time for that. Oh, okay, to the bill,
0: ladies and gentlemen, we may get a bill for this, but, you know, we're coming up on that time for a special segment. But before we get there, a couple more cliches. Ricky Bias, back to you.
1: Here's the other one. All right. So value added. Why <laughs> value added? If you're saying this ABC is value added, does that not imply that everything else that you haven't mentioned doesn't have any no value, value. And, no value? And if that's the case, why keep it around? Right? Why keep it around? Fire! Right? Fire everybody! JC Ricky value added. Bob non value added. But he's going to stick with the front of the eighty years. It just it, it doesn't fly with me. How do, how do you feel about that most recent
0: one though? That that we've all come to know and love over the past few months? Circle back.
1: <laughs> i am guilty of that one like nobody's business i think I everyone's used to using it now right it is it is it's i'm gonna circle back with you you know what i'm gonna start doing tell you know me what i failed shapes in elementary school can you kind of help me understand what you mean by that triangle back trapezoid back Actually, if you say I'll Pentagon back, it's the same as circle back, only you make it a lot more stops (laughs) check to see if what you're circling back on makes sense to you.
0: You know, when you think about the past few years, some of the cliches that came out from pop culture, you know, they've been very big. They're the greatest. They're the largest things, the, 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 the most bigly. And then sometimes you're circling back and then you're making that happen. Or it could be inside the magic computer box on the line. Because on the line is a thing. On the line is actually turning out to be a cliche nowadays. Harkening on back to on the line. Yeah, have you seen that movie, The Interns or Internship?
1: I have not.
0: Yeah, not. it's got the Vince Vaughn and the other guy uh, who played uh, who did the voice of uh, Lightning McQueen. What's his name?
1: Yeah, Owen Wilson. Okay.
0: <laughs> That's right. Okay. Yeah, on the line. They they're they're like used up salesmen that became interns at Google trying to build a brand new life for themselves. And they, they yeah, they never like really understood computers and they're talking about like everything that they know. And then in this one breath of a moment, they had a great idea and they're in the Google headquarters talking about sharing pictures on the line. You put them <laughs> on the line and they're like, no, it's online. They're like, yeah, on the line.
1: Uh, you know what you remind me of right now? Tell Honestly, me. no Tell jokes. Me. My mom, my mom, because whenever she calls me and she has any questions, about the computer, about her ring device or her Google thing. Anything that she has questions on, I I I've gotta take a step back because I have to understand she doesn't comprehend this like other young kids do, right? So I'm there trying to understand what the problem is and she's talking about the Wi-Fi, which is Wi Fi. She's talking about all these other things and I need to walk her through the different points in her computer. That's why I have a lot of respect for IT tech support. Because they have the patience of a saint. Because it's just me and my mom. I love her to death. And I'm trying to help her connect her new um, smart thermostat to her phone and able to control it by her Google device. And it's just a hard time getting her to go to the right places on her laptop. And I know how frustrated I get. It's not because of her. It's just me and my patients, right? I need to be more flexible. I need to be more patient. But man, these tech support guys, they do this for a living. It's five days a week, 40 hours. I know, man. I'm sure that has to be... I need to see how much they love their job. That's what I want to do. I want to do a pulse check. I want to do a survey to see how much they love their job. Because let me tell you, for me... It really is frustrating. Yeah, there's got to be some
0: sort of survey on the line about that one.
1: It was a joke. It was a, horrible a joke. Moment. I get oh, it. I get it.
0: Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, we are burning the midnight oil. We're at 20 minutes into the show. How about our next segment? Stop. with Yeah. Over a long weekend. Embracing a brand new national holiday. Extra downtime getting ready for Amazon Prime Day. You find yourself indisposed. Sitting quietly, privately in a room on a porcelain throne as your family fights and argues amongst themselves. And in that moment, you find peace and tranquility. Next thing you know, you're on the line. You're browsing the internets. They were invented by Al Gore and renamed by George Bush. But you're specifically on the tiki Wasting your life away watching video after video. Embracing the fact that your dear friends have now sent you 372 videos to watch in succession. While you embrace your private times. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our weekly TikTok segment ricky bias over to you
1: you are not lying man all right here is the first one now this one he oh wait a minute jc we found some
0: gems this
1: week and kudos some- going out
0: to some of our uh, uh associate producers our spiritual advisors our our fans and friends that do tend to send a few things along we've got some gems along the way
1: uh is the first one you have the uh, labor lawyer on tiktok No, the first one I have is Angela the Hooter Tutor. Oh, (laughs) that's the first one that I have. Let's see what you got. All right. I feel like I have to make this video
3: and I might lose some followers for it, but it needs to be said. I went to bed last night, completely sick to my stomach because I got word that I will lose my job of 11 years, 11 years, if I do not get the COVID vaccine by September 1st. Yeah, I have been employed with the same company for 11 years in healthcare, I've done lactation for the last six and all that is going to be completely thrown away if I don't get this vaccine. Now, let me be clear, I'm not anti-vax or anti-COVID vaccine at all, so please do not twist my words because I've never said any such thing. I have friends and family and coworkers who have gotten the vaccine, and I 100% support them if that's something that they are comfortable with and that they are okay with doing. I don't feel like this is up for debate. I have my own personal reasoning.
1: This is a, a personal choice, and
3: something in my gut... Tells me that I should not get this vaccine right now. Maybe in a year or two. But uh, right now, no. I'm I'm not gonna get it. I am not the only employee that feels this way. There are thousands. I feel this way and I work for a multi-million dollar um, health organization and um, yeah I'm not the only one so I have a few options here I can comply and get the vaccine um, or I can not get the vaccine and fight for my rights, my freedom, my choice, my job that I love very very much I don't want to lose my job but I'm not going to be forced into doing something I'm not comfortable with so I have this platform and you know I can use my voice and use this? the platform to fight for what I believe in I um
1: it's like eight minutes long. Yeah.
3: I'm a little fearful of losing my job but if I'm about to get fired anyways why not
1: alright we get it okay oh.
0: You will get the vaccine or you will not work here. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Talk to me about that, man.
1: It's brutal. It's brutal. Here's the first thing that stands out to me. Tell me. The cliches? No, not the cliches. Just looking from her name, Angela the Hooter Tutor, I'm thinking she's a tutor that goes to Hooters quite a bit. No. And to babysit the kid. No. Got it. Okay. So, all right. So apparently she is a lactation coach. So now I get what she means. Uh, look, uh, now there's my personal opinion and there's what I think the law is okay. Personal
0: to. opinion, lay it out quick. Go. All
1: right. Personal opinion. You know what? If that's what your job's asking you to do, then you get it. That's a requirement of the job. Personal opinion. So your job is saying here's question, what you got to do.
0: Question hmm? million dollar question. If it's not already written in the job description does the employer reserve the right to change the jo- job description to make it mandatory or is there like something that they got to work out with the union there on that or what man Well here's like, the thing you didn't have to have should, it previously
1: Well of course but as the job changes the JD would change as well would it not So the the employer always reserves the right to change it especially if they're the author of it That's a, the the author of anything they always reserve that right to change it The question is is it necessary to do the job. So that in itself will not go in a job description because that is what's necessary to do the job. Just how in a job description it doesn't say you got to pass a drug test. Some of them do but some of them don't. That's not that's what a skill set you need for the job or the ability to do the job. Yes.
0: Yeah. So passing the drug test that means you scored 100. Right? So you you... studied.
1: Yes. If you studied. If you didn't study Christmas tree, you'll be good. No, but some you know, some some positions do have it. So now, up to this point
0: in, in human history, this vaccine has not been mandated for like pretty near anyone. And there's been circuit courts and people have chimed in and said, well, maybe we should hold off on that. This particular employer is going to the extent of saying we want to make sure that everybody has it. You have to have it by September 1st. And some of these edicts may have came out before even more information came to light. I'm not pro. I'm not anti. I'm just, you know, a third party observer right now. But ultimately, at the end of the day, she will not have her job if she does not get the vaccine.
1: Now, you're going into the legal side. I'm still on my personal views of it, right? In my personal view, life is about choices. Life is it's about the uh, the choices you make on what you want to do. Your employer has said this is what's necessary. From a personal perspective, you have to make a decision on what you want to do with that information. If you don't like the rules they're imposing, then maybe find something else to do that more closely aligns with what your point of view is when it comes to this matter. Now, that's my personal opinion, which is radically different than my professional HR quote unquote legal opinion. And I say that very loosely because I am not an attorney. I am not a lawyer. I did not go to school for that. But You don't even look like a lawyer. What? Oh. Like I've seen you.
0: You don't look like a lawyer even. What does a lawyer look like? They don't have that big goatee Uh, that you have. Like if you didn't have the beard, you could be a lawyer. But like you look (laughs) like a like a hipster lawyer. Like someone studying to be a lawyer.
1: You look like someone in law school telling me are you telling me that if I wanted to be a lawyer right now and I graduated law school, I cannot even sit for the bar exam because Ooh. I have a beard?
0: No, uh, what I'm what I'm saying is, is I think if you shaved your beard right now, you could pretend to be a lawyer and people would believe you. But right uh, now, you look like a uh, character from Impractical Jokers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that, my friend, is my life. And that's, so, not, look, a <laughs> that's not a lie. It's not a lie. And so goes his personal life. That's right. Goodbye. But from a legal perspective, that has yet to be challenged in court, and that is going to be really hard for an organization to claim that this is necessary in order to perform the functions of their job. Wait, JC. Wait a minute. This might be different. She said she is a lactation coach, right? Yes. So chances are she is meeting with women who are pregnant. Or they're about to give birth, or they have a child already. So already as, with a child there, do you not have some immune deficiency issues right there off the bat? And what if this person doesn't get her vaccine? <laughs> You're killing me, dude. <laughs> what if this person, he's making all these weird faces. What if?
0: What if they? What if she creates a video series instead? What if she branches out on her own? What if this is a calling for the hospital to maybe look at a different way? Or wait, Wherever up. she's working. Oh, wait, she says she worked for a multi thousand dollar
1: company. So what if oh, this multi? She, what? She said she. She says they have there's thousands of employees who feel that way. This is a multi a multi million dollar company. Oh, I
0: thought she said there was millions of employees and it was a multi thousand dollar company. I
1: think well, multi
0: million quite- is still multi thousand. So work with me on this one here. You know, True. I mean, tomato tomato, top- You know, so like the hell was that? <laughs> Tomato, <laughs> tomato, 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 <laughs>
1: tomato, tomato, you know, tomato it's, whatever. So, it's, it's
0: yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, it's good. Oh, maybe maybe there's a change of foot. Who knows? You just mentioned something. I mentioned a you lot glossed of things. Over it. I know, but somebody, if you let me finish, but you just mentioned something that a lot of people may have glossed over. But you talked about the ADA process. You just described the. <laughs> You're killing me, dude. The Americans with Disability process. And that is that if somebody says, I cannot perform this duty, I would like a reasonable accommodation. She has a conversation with HR about what that accommodation is, and you just gave it. What if I create a video, or I do it FaceTime, I do it via telecommuting, that way I don't affect my customers or the clients. Boom, done. That is as easy as it goes. And from an HR perspective, if I, if I work for that organization, that is perfectly okay in my book.
0: I think we're going to hear a lot more about these situations, a lot more people that are that are going to be coming forward with similar stories in the coming months. It's going to be interesting it- to see what pans out, especially while the vaccines are still in trial. They're still in experimental trial. You know, it, it'll... Uh, like she said in the video, though, too. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, just from your personal perspective for a moment, she's not against them. She just wants to wait to see what happens, you know? I get I mean, I, I it. can't even tell you how many people I know that weird things are still happening to them after getting it. Like, I'm I'm not talking like sticking car keys and magnets to your head and stuff like that. I'm, I'm just talking like, you know, strange headaches or body aches or pains or like, you know, issues with their heart and stuff like that, or maybe death. You know, so you like
1: people over forty—is that what you're doing? That's exactly what happens to me.
0: Has there been <laughs>
1: Wait, that's been happening to you, really? Dude, I you wake got the up vaccine every morning. Yeah, I did. I did. Oh yeah, my God. I, I got the Pfizer one. I got the Pfizer one. Well, that gives I, you boners, doesn't it? It does not. Oh, that's a whole completely different <laughs> drug. No, dude. Honestly, I thought that's why people uh, were
0: lining up. I thought it was a twofer.
1: Yeah, no, I don't. the not be, be hilarious, wouldn't it? Like, are you vaccinated? Yeah, you are. Come on. <laughs> come on in. Look, we're going to give
0: this to you. Just stick around for 15 minutes. We need to see what happens.
1: There you go, right? <laughs> oh, wow. You're excited for four hours? You got to go. That's that's This is not that kind they of thing. They come
0: in, check on you. They're blowing on your neck gently. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the hell happened to this show? <laughs>
0: hey. hey, we just want to see if the vaccine was going smooth
1: oh lord next segment <laughs> sexual harassment ladies and gentlemen that's yeah. what we're going to be talking about no but it's it, uh, i think ada would be used more for this because i completely understand her point of view i got it at first i was really hesitant but after doing some research and knowing how much i love to travel and i wanted to continue to travel i got it the first shot, not bad. Second shot, not me on my butt for two days. Yeah, wait till but your I third, fourth,
0: that. fifth, and twelfth shot when that becomes a mandate.
1: Well, Who here's knows? the thing. Right? Here's you the don't thing. know. But I've been going out to places more than normal, and I'm not going to lie, have I been 100% aware and careful? Not really. I'm good. I'm okay. I got to be careful. with it. Not. In the next couple of weeks, I will, be, I will be flying to the motherland. I'll be going to Puerto Rico. And I'm interested to see how the airlines deal with it, because I haven't flown since the pandemic started. And I know I keep seeing all these videos out there of people getting all kinds of crazy in a plane, getting all, you know, all bowed up on the uh, on the flight attendant. Yeah, just I've, I've flown.
0: To- I've flown during it. You just got to wear the Max the entire time. That's all. Hey,
1: um, we
0: beat a dead horse circling around the tree and pivoting back. What, what, what's your next one? I hate this topic right. that we're on. I feel bad for her. I felt fired by September. I feel bad for you, your name. And uh, I I wish you the best. We look forward to seeing a follow-up on that as well as, uh, you know, I think any practical cases from a court of law. And and when we have uh, legal recourse on on dissecting something further, it'll be interesting to further discuss. But right now, it's just all hypothetical. All
1: right. This one is job, Dr. Teresa. Check it out.
4: Did you really think your career was going to be just a straight uphill climb to the top? doesn't work that way. You are going to have as many ups as you are downs, and you're going to be emptied as much as you're filled. And when you reach the top, it's going to feel a lot more like you're wearing an old pair of your faded holy best jeans than it is that you're going to be in a tuxedo. You'll be worn down, refined, but feeling good. You really think you're... What? <laughs> what was
1: that about?
0: I, um, when you get filled <laughs> up, you're... Exhausted and spilled out. When you spill out, you're
1: stretched out. What did you? How did it help? I me. don't know. This is called t- career truth bomb, and she has this yellow jacket. This yellow jacket. She has a blue jacket and the big boom sign over it, like the old Batman and Robin's when you clock somebody in the mouth. Boom pow, kind of like that. Okay. But all right, let's hear it again. Hold on. Yeah.
4: It was going to be just a straight uphill climb to the top. Doesn't work that. You are going to have as many ups as you are downs. Ups and you're going to downs. be emptied as much as you're filled. Okay,
0: and when there you're it re- is. You're, you're going to be, you're gonna be like emptied. You're your- You'll be emptied the same way that you're filled. You're going to be emptied and filled.
1: So here's what the job Dr. Teresa is talking about. She's talking about that not every success story at work in your career, not every story like that is an easy one. You're going to have some ups. That's what she said. You're gonna have some downs. She also said that. But what she's trying to say is, is that when you're down and you think you're not gonna climb out of that hole, there's always a way out if you just give it time and you have the patience to let the talent work for you. All right. That's what
0: she. Made. Yo, listen. Um, when you heard, yo. yo, JC, yo, yeah, Jay-Z. man,
1: Bird.
0: dude, <laughs> man. bra, <laughs> bra. <laughs> bra, listen. <laughs> You and I could talk this way because this is how we talk to each other. I mean, this is normal for
1: us.
0: (laughs) When when you're thinking about this, though, you know, just like I do, there's people out there that have had a very easy climb to the top. There's people out there that have never really faced too much adversity compared to other people, and you can't compare yourself to others. Everyone's story and journey is completely different. But when you have been knocked down a couple times... It doesn't matter at what point in your journey you've been knocked down. You change. You change. And it's up to you whether or not it's going to change for the better or for the worse. And ultimately, at the end, if you're picking yourself back up and you're climbing back up again, it's going to be for the better at some point. But you're you're stronger for who you've become through that process. Or do you feel that you're a weaker person for having experienced that?
1: No. It, it, it's Look, if you experience adversity, and I mean to the point that it drives you to tears, that builds character. And this is a message to all the recruiters, all the business leaders, all the hiring authorities out there that interview talent. If you're not asking a question about how they've overcome a horrible issue or how they face adversity, you're doing yourself a huge this a, a, a huge disservice. Because you want to know how they act under pressure. You want to know how they work when everything's about to crack. You want to know how cool, calm, and collected they stay under pressure. That is what you want to know. Again, if you're not asking those questions, you don't know what you're going to get. And I don't care how well they know their stuff. If you ask a question and they cannot give you a time where they face adversity or a time where they haven't climbed out of a hole, I don't know if you should hire that person, see. Because every job is going to present the employee with some kind of an issue that they're going to have to face and it's going to drive them to drink pretty much, right? You want to see how they climb out of that hole. That's a question they all need to ask.
0: Job Dr. Tessa on TikTok. She's actually really informed of. She's fun. She's funny. She's cool. She, oh. You could be her if you actually put your heart into it.
1: Or if I get a blue jacket with boom on it.
0: Yellow. Uh, <laughs> no, it's blue. Didn't you say yellow at first though? right yeah but i messed up just like and how I,
1: said- I could hear the beach <laughs> <laughs> stupid, though. all right here we go here's the next one all right this is caitlin Cant <laughs> what <laughs> caitlin katniss neal right, that that threw me for a loop <laughs> yellow jacket i just found out something that's a little disturbing And it was from a pretty
2: reliable source, it was from a lawyer. The onion. The reason why Taco Bell names all of their beef products beefy five layer or beefy burrito or beefy whatever is because there is not enough beef in the actual (laughs) meat or whatever it is to legally call it beef. So they say beefy. I knew it was bad, but I didn't know it was that bad. I mean, is it going to stop me from eating at Taco Bell? Absolutely not. Will I think twice about ordering anything with beef? Mm, Yeah. But I love you, Taco Bell. I will never leave you. But we do have some things we can work on.
0: Caitlin Katniss, Neil on TikTok. Beefy meat.
1: (laughs) I want her life, JC. Why? Why do you talk to I want her life. Because it's 2021. There's a lot of shit going on in the world today. There's a lot of you know it's just just social unrest. There's a lot of people who can't find a job. There's a lot of people who are quitting their jobs just because of the situation happening at work. And is she talking about any of those things? No. What's on her mind right now? Whether Taco Bell beef is really beef or not? Okay. I want to live a life where I have nothing to worry about. But what kind of beef is in my top We need
0: to address this real quick, though. It's not beef. It's beefy, beefy meat. And, and beef. to her point, they can't legally call it beef. Now, I don't know if this is true or not. You, It's it's something on TikTok. You got to research it. But it's, it reminds me of when you watch the evening news or the morning news and you're catching the weather. And they say for uh, the mean streets of Apopka, there will be a 30 percent chance of rain. <laughs> Do you? Did you know, though, with that statement, 30% chance of rain, right? It's 30% chance of rain for the viewing area. It's uh-huh. not 30% that a 30% chance that it will rain at your house. Someone, 30% of the viewing area will see rain at some point during the day. That's how they do that step. It reminds I- me of the Taco Bell beefy comment here because it's the twist of the words. It's crazy.
1: I take back what I said, JC. I want your life. No, you to don't. where. No, that not. right there annoys me to the point that I have to make a big mention out of it. Does it really bother you that much? That no, it doesn't happened-
0: bother me. But it's uh, you know, there's things that happen like that within broadcasting or within in marketing ad sales. In, in even job recruitment, so the way that we post for positions, right? Uh-huh, There's a spin yeah. on words that happen all the time that That's right. could even fall into the realm of cliches that doesn't necessarily meet the criteria of exactly what this is supposed to be. But we're going to put a spin on it. So we're going to hire 50 positions and we're all going to title them this thing. But when they're in the door, they're going to do 12 different things. Well, this isn't what I was. This isn't what I interviewed for. No, that's what this job is. It wasn't in the description. I did. I had no idea. No, this is what you do now. Enjoy. You'd be surprised how often that happens. It happens all the time. I know that. I know, 100% you know that. Hundred
1: percent of the time. One hundred percent of the time it happens. But you. You're right. You're right. You. You do have a point there. Now speaking about work. Speaking. Speaking about the law. This one is from a real dear friend of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Lawyer Page.
2: Something that's legal that you think shouldn't be. I'll go first. The Missouri Human Rights Act does not apply to corporations or associations that are owned and operated by religious groups, which means technically under Missouri state law, they can discriminate against people and say, yes, we discriminated against you because you were disabled or because of another protected class. Every situation is different and there are some loopholes and there are federal protections that can apply and can protect when state law drops. I just think that's messed up that that, that's like that. As always, this is informational only, and not legal advice.
1: I understand why attorneys have to say that at the end. I want to see the situation that caused that statement to be a necessity. (laughs) This is actually legal advice.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That turned out bad for somebody along the way. That's not us, by the way. This is not legal advice. But, yes, no, I agree with you, Rick. There's got to be, like, something behind. She brings up an interesting point, though. Discrimination. And in certain
1: cases, it's okay to discriminate. Well, yes. Actually, you know, there's there's a BFOQ, the bona fide occupational qualification, and that that part of the law allows you to discriminate under certain circumstances that otherwise would be straight up illegal. For example, Title Seven, Title Seven says that you cannot discriminate based on race, national origin, sex, religious, all those things, right? But I think I've used this example before. I'm a guy. I'm pudgy, overweight. And if I wanted to be Ariel from The Little Mermaid on a Disney movie or a Disney parade, they can tell me no because I'm a guy, because how I look. But that is a qualification of the job. It has to be a qualification of that specific job. I don't know of any situation where religious micro- – you know what? I take it back. I do. If you want to work at, it's a, at a mosque, you can be Christian. If you want to work at, a, I don't know, at a, at, a, at a kingdom hall, you can't be anything other than Jehovah's Witness. So there are specific areas in the law where you can discriminate. Now, that said, you've got to be careful. If you're about to go down that road, HR leader, if you're about to go down that road, business leader, make sure you check with an attorney first to let you know whether you can or cannot do that. But she's not wrong. I-
0: Lawyer page from TikTok. Our TikTok segment continues. We've got only a couple more videos to go. If you're not already enjoying the Tiki-Takis, get on out there. What are you waiting for? We're there waiting for you. Give up on Facebook. Give up your free time. Spend time with us.
1: Ricky, back to you. All right, now this one is for Max Foster CNN. Check this out
2: if you can go to a restaurant you can come into the office and we want you in the office so said the boss of the bank morgan stanley and has created quite a talking point in new york where the bank is based he added
4: if you want to get paid new york rates you work in new york none of this i'm in colorado and work in new york and am getting paid like i'm sitting in new york city
3: sorry that doesn't work
2: does he have a point? Are office workers going to have to go back in at some point, particularly if they want to keep their
1: current rates of pay? So uh-huh. you really think that's the voice of the CEO from Morgan Stanley? 100%. <laughs> I talk just like this.
0: One, huh? 100%. <laughs> There's a serious strong point here, and it's come up in a, uh, a lot of threads that I've been reading, people that I've talked to, as well as many different news articles. Uh, there is some guidance from people out there as well um, in certain organizations, I could phrase it that way, that are very clear right now that if they do head towards a completely remote option and you will no longer be in that area, you may be looking at reductions in pay or, or things associated with where you're living. You may not be making that same amount of money, the New York salary, in in the middle of West Virginia. It may not happen for you.
1: So here's the thing. I've got several ways that I can attack this. Let me attack the easy one. And the easy one is compensation. For those of you who do not know, compensation in one state can be really different than compensation in another state. Reason being because of where they live. Just like buying a car. If you want to buy a car, they always ask you for your zip code. Why? Because they have to compare what the going rate for that car is in that zip code. You can have a Toyota Camry in San Francisco can cost really different than a Toyota Camry in Butte, Montana. But that's what they ask you for your zip code. This is the same way. Wages are built based on the area in which that company is going to pay the talent that they're hiring to do that job. That's just how it is. So I from that perspective, I agree with that CEO. If you live in New York and you want to get New York rates, you have to work in New York. If you you work in New York or you have the job in New York, you want to move to, let's say, Florida. Now I'm going to pay you Florida rates. You want to live there, go right ahead. And I'm not even talking about the tax implications of living in a different state and not letting your organization know because now they're not collecting the appropriate taxes to the state in which you work and live in. It's just a nightmare. So I get what they're saying now. The other side of it is, look, from an employee's perspective, better yet, from an HR consultant's perspective, JC, I tell all my clients, give your employees flexibility. Don't require them to come in if they've done a great job during the pandemic telecommuting. But then again, this CEO makes a good point. If you can go to a restaurant, you can come to work. So I don't know. I don't see why not. He's got a great point there, bro. I'm sorry. but. Flexibility is key. Some people want to come in because they want to or they have to. Some people don't. If It's just trust your employees. It's, a, to do it's the- a
0: very interesting time that we're in because if we go back to the end of last year, to the start of this year, there was a huge push in the news and the media. There was a huge push within uh, the industry, within HR, within within C-suite circles. Massive, massive push on the future of work being fully remote shutting things down there's no reason why we can't do this evolve the workplace etc now over the past 30 60 days there's a turning of the of the tide there, there is this new mantra a new beating of the drum saying well we changed our mind come back to work
1: <laughs> well not we
0: change our minds
1: it's just No you- no no no, no
0: seriously I'm not talking about you in particular I'm talking about in the media in general the push previously Yes, we should evolve and embrace this new methodology and advance and become the next generation of this. And then now the mantra is, Beh, you know, is that how but, you took it? But if you come back to work, you'll be better off.
1: Well, that's not how I took it. I took it. To look, this is what we have to do now to survive until we figure this out. But I knew eventually people were gonna require their employees to come back to work. I knew that was that was a that was a moment that was it. Oh, not this isn't, this isn't what I
0: took. This is these are the news articles, these are the current events that we've been talking about and covering for the past half year. I mean, there was a huge push, man. And and and, and, yeah. and there is still. When you look. take a look at certain organizations going fully remote, letting their employees work from anywhere, pushing that boundary. But there's a big advancement that? taking place there.
1: Well, and then now we've together. got that turn. Shut up. Back Dude. where <laughs> <laughs> let's circle back around. Stop beating a dead All horse. Right, let's
0: pivot to the next story. What do you got? Uh,
1: no, wait a minute. A lot of people I, it's, and I got to find that news article. A lot of employees are quitting their jobs. If they're being forced to come back to the
0: office. Yeah. We talked about that last week.
1: That's ballsy. though. That's still happening. And that is ballsy. If that's true. now, what we talked about last week was a survey. I'm not talking about a survey. I'm talking about people actually executing on that survey. Because so I can say, yeah, this is what I want them to know to push my agenda. But for you to say, look your spouse in the eye and your kids in the eye and say, I'm going to put our livelihood at risk because I don't want to work from the office. That's, that's That takes some balls, brother. And and I, it's I want to see how many more people do it. And if enough people do it, then a lot of organizations are going to change their tune. Deloitte. Deloitte, a consulting business organization, they told their employees, you never have to come back to work. And that is going to lead the way. All right, here we go. Here is the next. The next one is from Renegade Show. Check it out. My job pays me just enough to keep from quitting. (laughs) So I work just enough to keep from getting fired. My job. Really? That was it? That was it. That was it on that one. That got 71,000 likes. Yes. That right there. And counting. So I need to do one that says, same kind of music that just says, (laughs) you're still working at that job and you wonder you're not getting promoted. It's probably because you're working just enough not to get fired. (laughs) I mean, pretty much, right? How do you, how do people applaud that? If that is how you, you act at work. You cannot be surprised if you didn't get promoted. You cannot be surprised if you didn't get a raise. They're going to be the same people who complain. I don't get ahead. Well, because of your work ethic, boo-boo. All right. Next one. Sorry. I busted out the boo-boo. The next one, JC. This one is John underscore inspires. Huh. people are
2: not listening to you stop talking to them if you stop talking to people who aren't listening to
1: you and start watching them instead they will tell you what they're up to but so if you have things to say you say them but you find people that will listen talk to them the ones who aren't listening pull back because you're you're devaluing what you have to say by offering it to an audience that does nothing but reject it all right this is one of those TikTok videos that makes me laugh. The guy, he's just pointing at the uh, the, the John inspires He's just pointing at the verbiage that he wrote, and then he puts his hand on the on the camera so it can fade over into the clip. Um, and then, it, then about, he winds up
0: getting like 7.2 million views or
1: something. Right? <laughs> it's so simple. Now, I don't think anybody knows this, and I'm about to tell everybody who I am and how I live life. That was Jordan Peterson, one of my idols. If you've never heard Dr. Jordan Peterson, a clinical psychologist, you need to pull him up on YouTube. You need to look at his lectures. You need to read his book. This cat is insane. And the reason I say he's insane in a good way is because his logic on approaching life. His logic on what young men should do to really be the contributing factor in whatever world they live in, whatever environment they live in, he really breaks that down. So that was Jordan Peterson. So he was talking about um don't listen to people, listen to their actions. And that that is such an that to me it's impactful because people can give you an Academy award winning performance about what they're gonna do, what they're not gonna do, but what's really Makes it impactful for you to really fully understand what they are or not going to do is to watch their actions. So I love that piece. Have you read any of his books? Uh, I was waiting for the movie. It, it's. I mean, if, if there's a movie to be good with hunting, that's about it. <laughs> so, but yeah. Ben Affleck already got that, and uh, Mister, what's the other guy? Matt Damon, John o- Damon, Owen maybe.
0: Wilson, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, man, Owen Wilson. Yeah.
0: Hey, right, I got um, next clip here. We're gonna head back to Job Doctor Tessa, Ricky. You might have a lot to say about this one.
1: Let's figure it out.
4: You know, when you file a complaint in the workplace and think someone else is going to take care of it for you, it usually doesn't work out that way. You're going to get pulled into that the person you're complaining about is going to get pulled into it because you can't solve problems with nameless people so know that if you're going to file a complaint other than like harassment which does require some extra help you really are better off to first make a run at it yourself and learn the hard art of just dealing with conflict because it's going to be easier to solve with two of you than having four or five or six involved
1: Ooh. Ah, you're right. I like that one. I do like that one because you wanna know why, JC? I get sick and tired of all these frivolous complaints that come down the pike to HR just because an employee wants to get back at their manager for writing them up because they suck at life. So yeah, I agree with her a hundred percent. Now, I'm not saying I do this on purpose. You know what, whatever. I ain't gonna say that I do it on purpose. If I know or if I get the inkling that somebody is filing a frivolous complaint, I bite down on that complaint hard and I attack it. I get witness statements. I put people. I, it's I make it as I don't want to say uncomfortable because that's not what what I'm trying to say. I take it extremely serious when somebody files a complaint. Well, you Here's should. Why. It's, no, it's well, no, your but, job. Yeah, no, but I mean, it is. It is who killed JFK time, right? Because here's what's going on. If the person legitimately has a complaint, they're no, not going to care. Hang on, right? hang on,
0: right. hang on. Again, this is the same guy. If you ask him how he's doing, he's going to tell you his life story and and, and take up all your if Monday here, morning.
1: <laughs> same thing here, right? If you tell me your manager is sexually harassing you and it's BS, Oh, my God, I can't believe that's happening. I need everybody who witnessed this. No, I don't want to make an issue. No, 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 no. I need names because that's not going to happen under my watch. I need to know exactly what happened. I need to know who was involved. I need to know who saw it because I'm going to interview each and every person. If you file the BS complaint, that's going to make you extremely uncomfortable. You know who else is going to make uncomfortable? Everybody who you threw under the bus for that because you thought I was just going to go ahead and write that manager up. Absolutely not. I'm going to take that serious. The people who legitimately has a complaint, they're going to appreciate that. Because, again, I take it seriously. So she's 100% right. Um, try to do it yourself. But I realize that's going to be hard for some people who have an issue with conflict. So I get that. I do.
0: That would be a interesting book. The DIY of resolving complaints by yourself in the office.
1: Oh, that's easy. Just watch Scarface. Boom. There it is. It's already there.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're going to open up a whole
1: new series of problems. <laughs> whole new series of problems doing that. Oh my gosh. Right, you got to admit, Tony Montana was an expert at conflict resolution. You know he was an expert. We have another one? We don't have another Anyone one. that eats the lemon out of the water, you don't mess with them.
0: What you don't the mess with them. You don't remember that? No. Yeah, so they they're sitting down, they're eating, and they bring out the water with the lemon in it, so you can rinse your fingers after the meal. But he eats oh, the lemon yeah. out of the water because <laughs> he di- he didn't know he didn't know. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, he didn't know.
1: I want to clean his hands.
0: Right, exactly. You, gotcha. you ever you ever meet someone eating that lemon, and you're in those situation, you you leave him
1: alone. <laughs> you, you walk the other way. You know, are you telling me that if you eat a cleansing lemon that tells the world you're a big time drug dealer from Miami?
0: No, it just means this is someone you don't mess with. You know, it's (laughs) kind of like the guy who complains about the cold
1: tomato soup
0: at at, (laughs) at brunch. You
1: know, this show can go for hours talking about those metaphors, but I get it. No, you never had the cold tomato soup, the cold tomato soup. Yeah. is not that just V8. Gazpacho. No. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't eat tomatoes. Don't mess with
0: Ricky Baez, then. It's <laughs> <laughs> my point. You don't know about the cold tomato soup. You don't mess I with know, the Ricky a, Baez.
1: Whatever, dude. You don't I mess know with what, the Ricky Baez. I know what the lemon is for. Be quiet. I got you, man.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are at one hour into the program. You are listening to HR Talk, featuring Ricky Baez and some guy named JC. Current events this week, we've got a lot to get to in our current events segment. Brought to you in part by Baez Co. Learning. Your place to learn things featuring Baez. Baez oh. Co.
1: What's the, what's the name of that website again, Ricky? www.baezco.com or www.baezco.com. You can find us there.
0: Some people thought it was rickybaez.com. Don't go there. No, don't go there. It will Do- not be what you think it is. It will not Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the year. Uh, we are recording the show on, on Monday here. Normally, we do record on Sundays, but today is Monday, June 21st. And with that, it is International Giraffe Day. What? Giraffes are the tallest mammals on Earth. Their legs alone are taller than many humans, approximately six feet tall. They can run as fast as 35 miles an hour over short distances or cruise at 10 miles an hour over very long distances. Did you know, Ricky Bias, that a giraffe's neck is too short to reach the ground? It's too short to reach the the ground.
1: Whoa, I never thought about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So as a result, it has to spread its front legs or kneel to reach the ground for a drink of water. Now, giraffes only need to drink once every few days. Most of their water comes from all the plants that they eat. They eat a lot of plants giraffes spend most of their lives standing up they even sleep and give birth standing up the giraffe the calf the calf of the giraffe it can stand up and walk after about an hour and within a week it starts to sample vegetation despite the females attempts to stand over their calves during attacks by lions spotted hyenas leopards African wild dogs many calves are killed in their first few months now, a giraffe's spots are much like human fingerprints. I don't know if you knew this, Ricky Byers, but no two individual giraffes have exactly the same pattern. <laughs> Both male and female giraffes have two distinct hair-covered horns. Male giraffes use their horns to sometimes fight other males. And believe it or not, Ricky Byers, giraffes only need five to 30 minutes of sleep in a 24-hour period. It sounds like being a new parent. I'm going to tell you they often achieve that in quick naps and many last only a minute or two at a time. And then ultimately, well, it was thought that giraffes did not make any sounds at all. This is now known to be a lie. Giraffes bellow, they snort, they hiss, they make flute-like sounds as well as low pitches, noises beyond the range of human hearing. Ladies and gentlemen, this is International Giraffe Day.
1: I cannot wait until I am down on life and I decide to take that amazing trip to my local Applebee's at 1130 at night just because I'm down on life and the trivia guy comes up and he asks about giraffes. I'm going to stand there proudly saying I know most of these answers. <laughs>
0: That's right. Talk. Podcast, you, Educating you. and inspiring America. That's right. Our next story comes to us from Sherm.org, written by Nancy Woolover. Sherm China. The, Sherm China. I, did I say Nancy's name wrong? <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> Woolover. No, but you said it. Woolover. And, and, and oh, your whole torso yeah. shot forward like you, you was throwing up. Woolover. <laughs>
0: Nancy, I'm sorry if I said your name wrong. Look, the Science Sherm China started. alliance is going to expand Sherm certification is going to branch out into China. International Talent Exchange Foundation, the CITEF, they formed a strategic alliance together to expand the presence of Sherm certification and certification preparation across all of China. Johnny C. Taylor, the president and chief executive officer of Sherm SCP. He's a Sherm SCP certified pro. And the... CITEF, C-I-T-E-F, Deputy Director, Jin Fawan, signed the agreement February 9, 2021. And over the next three years, SHRM and CITEF will work collaboratively on several initiatives to increase the number of SHRM-certified HR professionals in China. Now, those who earn their SHRM-CP and SHRM-SCP will also recertify their credentials every three years through the alliance.
1: It's unbelievable. SHRM in China. Ricky, over to you. Did I miss something? Are we no longer concerned about China and TikTok? It seems like we skipped over that, right? Wasn't there an issue with with, uh, China using TikTok to find our biggest secrets, and now there's this Sherm initiative? No, no, there's
0: (laughs) no worries about that. Uh, The president had the meeting with Putin, and he gave him a list of 16 things not to attack because they're very important. So so because that happened,
1: we're clear. Everything (laughs) else is good. Yeah, now they have the list. So it's fine. It's fine. God. Got it. You know, it, it's I. I'm confused by Sherm. I really am Why? confused. I I would have thought I want they would, this. I, I want
0: this right now.
1: I, I I would have thought they would focus more on giving more credibility to HR here in the United States. Not to say that it's not credible, but in the past four years or so, I've 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 had a little bit of a falling out with Sherm. I have, um, because I I don't see eye to eye in how they put out white papers, how they put out information out there. (laughs) I (laughs) don't know what that was funny. For the
2: HR
1: (laughs) But this is what they want to focus on. I get it. Let's let's get global with it, but let's focus on education when it comes to HR, right?
0: I'm going to tell you why. Because
1: HRCI
0: globally is like running the table.
1: But how good is it going to be if you're losing memberships year over year, what's the point that so let's focus on the members. Let's focus on the value added proposition. So you don't think that there's value
0: in the blog posts or something. I, I think Sherm stepped up their game tenfold. I mean, I'm not talking about those that that became official Sherm bloggers. Catch me at the conference. Twitters toodles. No, I'm talking about like the actual writers like this article and many of the others. They're doing the spotlight on HR pros. They're doing the articles on a regular basis. To me, they've stepped up their game, their media marketing strategy, the pushing out of the word, the positive reinforcement, the training and education tenfold. I think they're doing a very great job,
1: very big job, great job. The only thing that I agree with you on, I, I don't agree with you on, is the training and, uh, and education. You don't think that that's oh, uh, yeah. you don't think that that's
0: okay with the way that it's currently structured, though, with the recertification process and some of the other oh. stuff. Why? Nope. What would what would you make better about that? Or do you not had. want to talk about that because you want to upsell the idea?
1: No, not really. I don't care. No, I rather focus on bringing value to the members. Well, you said Why? that, but what would you do? Why, I'm going to tell you why am I going to spend 250 bucks a year for something I can find online because
0: you put, get discount
1: coupons or something I don't know vouchers no, for travel but I can find it with a little bit of a little elbow grease and looking on the, on the computer Google box you'll be able to find everything that you currently find in Sherm for 250 a year so why don't you put content out there that's only for Sherm only for Ooh. for for members that you cannot find nowhere else, that's how you add value to it, to a product.
0: Okay, well, if if you do take a look at their blog postings and some of the recent news articles, they are the becoming the premier resource, breaking news in in the world of HR. They're, they are
1: why because the they the spend spirit. money on LinkedIn and Google to make sure they come out on top and searches. Ooh, good that's call. Not, I mean, come on, good call. Just because they got a big marketing budget, it's no, dude. I i. I, I stopped being a member about four years ago for that very same reason because I could easily find all the things that I need elsewhere for free. So why so hang on to the HRCI
0: certification?
1: Now, <laughs> here's the thing. The HRCI certification to me now doesn't mean as much as it did before. But you know how much I worked to get that, JC? What, why, work- why isn't it worth what it used to be in your eyes? Because now that now I got that about fifteen years ago, so right, and I busted my behind to get to yeah. to that test.
0: Oh, trust me, terrible test. I mean between yeah, it, between it, that and the PMI, the Pembot guide it, it, and all that stuff, that's a different PMI ball ice too. But
1: it's right there. Yeah. So here's the thing. I don't see the value in AD certification because a lot of business leaders gives credit to the fact that you just got the the certification and not enough stock into what you do with it. And then you suck at your job <laughs> and exactly. then you, you're costing the money company, uh, the the company money, right? So here's the thing. I don't care from, from an HR perspective. I don't care what certifications you got. All I care about is that you develop or you perform at the level that that certification says you can do. So show me what you can do with it, whether you have it or not. I'll hire you. I don't care whether you got a certification or not. I'm looking for behaviors, not credentials.
0: Okay, so so if we think of HRCI and SHRM in the bigger picture, what if what if there was more content, more information coming from lawyers, from legal entities, from partners from a legal perspective? Would would you find value in that? Or are you looking for more you You might want recipes and and the best way to like get a back (laughs) massage on a Friday. Like, what are you looking for?
1: What are you looking for when you're talking education? I am looking for a community of HR professionals where they exchange ideas from an HR perspective. Now, attorneys do provide a good service, but attorneys only advise on the law and the aspects of the law. That is just one aspect of what an HR person needs to perform every day at work. But I'm looking for somebody who's got that business hat on that just happens to know HR, not the other way around, that I can converse with and bounce ideas with from an HR point of view. I can do that right now via Zoom. I can do that right now at all these other places. But wouldn't, wouldn't, someone say,
0: wouldn't someone say that it's what you put into it is what you get out of it? Like if if you came to the table with that in mind, you would find other people of the same mindset, and then you would build a, a – Using that HR term, going back to 2018, you would build your tribe, and then you would be in the circle within a circle, and then you could exclude other people in HR. I'm doing that now. You don't exclude others in HR, though. I
1: don't know. I said the last part, right? No, but I'm doing that right now. Right now, I have a group of people, a group of mentors and mentees that we all mingle together that I bounce ideas off of. And guess what? It's gonna cost me nothing more than a dinner at Chili's. That's it, cause that's where we go to hang out and get some drinks and talk about these things.
0: You gotta love Chigis,
1: Chili's. Yes, but yeah, you gotta love Chili's. Chigis, oh, our boy, our boy from Texas is tell what you used story. to call it. Tell that. the story. No, I can't. I can't. It's, I'm not gonna tell that story without him, without his approval. It was kind of like gonna- it was
0: kind of like you in uh, that restaurant, Jack Devines, and you're like Jack Devines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I remember that. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna call a boy out like that, but. Yeah, you know, Chili's is a good place for you to meet people, and they have two-for-one beers every day, which makes no sense. Just make the beer half price. That's
0: right, ladies and gentlemen, Ricky's Tinder Tips. (laughs) Your next story is coming to us from FastCompany.com. The Great Resignation is here. How employers should prepare. Written by Stephanie Vuza. It's a four-minute read. Stop by FastCompany.com or Google The Great Resignation. Stephanie Voza is a fantastic writer. Not going to take it verbatim, but a study by Microsoft found that 41% of the global workforce would consider leaving their current employer within the next year. Quote, and this quote is coming from Shahar Erez, CEO of the freelance teleplatform Stoke. The great resignation is propelled by three forces, the changing generation, the economic crisis, and the realization that people have had that they can have different social contract, spending more time with family when they work remote and skip the commute. They had built and nurtured a network and were able to hit the ground running. They had the skills, structure, and internal DNA to fit themselves into the changing landscape. Employees who were let go were like deer standing in the headlights. Many did not know how to find a job in the new marketplace. They realized being stuck... To a single employer is not the best advice. They don't want to rely on performance reviews and pay raises. They want to take control of their own future. Now, Cassie Whitlock, head of human resources for the talent management software platform Bamboo HR, says many have lost a sense of connection in the workplace. Even if they're getting time with their manager, we discovered they're having fewer interactions and the quality of those interactions is diminished. They're not having a feeling of genuine connection. They feel less seen, less recognized, and less appreciated. So employers, companies offering flexible arrangements. There's something on the table there. Uh, it's suggested to development your management team. Uh, connect employees to your mission, vision, and values. All the basics here. But they also go on to expand upon uh, filling the gaps. Fill the gaps with freelance talent. Fast Company is recommending... That you don't hire people. You contract those people.
1: He Ooh. Ooh. going. Keep I ain't saying no more. <laughs> Look, I call BS. I call BS. Um, it's one thing to take a survey and say, here's what I would do. It's something entirely different when it comes time for you to put your money where your mouth is. Again, like I said earlier. It's hard to look at your spouse and your family in the eye and said, hey, just because I want to stand up for this right of me wanting to work from home, I'm going to go ahead and put a livelihood in jeopardy just for that one thing. I think it would be hard for most people with a family to do that. Now, if you're single or if you have a, 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 a mountain of savings saved up that can help you through that. Godspeed, go for it. But the majority of Americans, the majority of employed Americans may not have that. I say may I don't know for sure. But I guess what I'm saying is, I don't think people are going to be as easy to leave their jobs willy nilly just because of that one instance, just like that. I doubt it. What do you think?
0: I have, uh, I've got a lot of different opinions on this one, but what I will say is that I'm not sure if turning to, Independent contractors is the best way to go, especially if you're looking to further develop your organization, build your brand, get that buy-in, and then you're doing it all through a independent workforce. Yeah, I don't like that. It's just me. So we
1: – I don't know how I feel about that yet. That could be a good thing for the economy because that might create a lot more entrepreneurial spirit than before. It depends
0: on the industry and what you're looking to do.
1: Correct. Agreed. So if you were teetering on becoming an entrepreneur, which is not for everybody says, I would have been an entrepreneur until you know how hard this shit is. This is going to separate the people who are willing to do what it takes to be an entrepreneur and the ones who are just talking crap. So I don't know what's going to happen. I'm interested to see how many employers decide to go that route. Because now that's going to create, if, if organizations are going to go that route, colleges need to think differently of the type of workforce they're going to put out there. Now you're going to start, now you have to start teaching how to do business taxes. Whether you are an, an MBA graduate or not, you have to know how these taxes work. If not, you're going to get bit in the butt and you're going to get in trouble.
0: Hey man, the flip side of it all, maybe the, uh, maybe the office isn't for you. Maybe the office isn't where the future needs to go. You know, there's been a huge push over the past many decades, the past 40 years, if you think back to the 1980s. Thousands of hours. <laughs> you know, there's been a huge push for a long, long time on college, 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 college. I'll get me going on that. It might be time for a little more of a refocus on trades. might be a little, yep. to, a little bit of a, a realignment on priorities. You might have a better time out there working – working on the farm, doing doing hard labor, doing your thing, but enjoying the world a little bit more than sitting in that cubicle ready to bash your head against the wall after 20 years.
1: Well, JC, the way things are going, it's not a far-fetched idea to think that in 40 years the only college courses that are going to be out there are the sciences and the, and the legal trade. That's it. Everything else, you can find it online. <laughs> I mean, could you not? On, if the, I on learn- the line. On the line. On the lines, because if I wanted to learn how to how to be an expert in Excel, YouTube. If I wanted to know how to put a, a business plan together, YouTube.
0: And uh, now, if you go on Coursera, if you if you go on Google, you sign up for Coursera, you get certifications, you become an air quote full stack developer. If you want to, you know, and, and there's there's a whole lot going on there, man. You know, it's uh, we're on the precipice of some interesting things. It, it'll it'll be a Intriguing, next 10 years. You've got a clip from Lawyer Page, don't you, Rick? I do. Our next current event story is taking us all the way out to Missouri. Second time in one show, Lawyer Page. Welcome back. Uh, She had a great one fitting our current event segment right here.
1: Here we go. Here's why
2: some New York restaurants have filed a class action claim against certain food distributors like Grubhub. On June 7th, several food delivery companies like Grubhub, Seamless, Postmates, and Uber Eats have been sued in a class action lawsuit claiming they're bleeding New York companies dry for the fees they're charging for food delivery during the pandemic. According to the lawsuit, some of the delivery apps are charging 20% or more as a delivery fee and then actually not explaining what it's for because they're trying to skirt New York local laws that put a cap on what those fees could be. If you've ever looked into this or heard other TikTok videos on here, they are extremely predatory towards restaurants, especially small companies, and some apps have even opened up their own like website ordering pages without even getting the permission from the restaurant. Support your local businesses and order directly from the restaurant. <laughs> <Ooh>.
0: <laughs> Ricky, we were just Boy, talking about the independent
1: contractors. Here you go. For the win. For the win, dude. That is insane. just straight up
0: before you dissect it. Lawyer page on TikTok. Big fan. Good friend. Good friend of the show. Very big. Very great. Highly recommend checking out her content. Very fun. Keeps keeps law exciting, you know. But anyways, good job of that. what do you think about this one, man?
1: The only experience I have with Uber Eats and Grubhub is that I I don't use them anymore. I don't use them anymore. And the reason I do is because I was stuck in the office pre-pandemic. And, J.C., I ordered a simple sub from Firehouse. That's it. If I would have gone to pick it up, it would have been 8 65 with my employee discount for a sub, a large drink, and some baked potato chips because I'm watching my figure and stuff. That bad boy, Uber, no, it was Grubhub, came out. Take a wild guess. $15. $15, not including the tip. By the time everything was done, and then I'm supposed to give this guy a tip. Now, don't get me going on tips. All the guy did was did his job, grabbed it, and gave it to me, right? I it's Fine, I'll tip just because that's what social guidelines dictate I do. But $15, so I could have just gone and gone down the street for five minutes, picked it up and come back. But what she's talking about is all these organizations that are, she said the word predatory, which is really interesting. They have these predatory practices on these small businesses in, in the state of New York. So let the lawsuit go out there, and I hope it goes out there because what they're doing is wrong. Especially, especially, bro, if they're opening their own landing pages for the restaurant without their consent, that is absolutely ridiculous. I hope they get sued, and uh, things change because of it. That's my take on huh? it.
0: We had a... Um A clip coming up that we're going to forego for this week. Just making a executive call on the fly here was about Amazon. There's a lot of news about Amazon lately. Ricky Baez, I'd like to uh, take next weekend with you and uh, do a show on Amazon. I'd like to dissect Amazon for at least a good half hour on the program or something. Because just doing the one article I don't think is doing it justice. They're big in the news right now. Anyone that's been reading current events knows everything that's going on about Amazon. With the Amazon, the Amazon, the Amazon, just Google Amazon. You'll see what's up. We're going to go up to Governing.com. Colin Woodard of the Portland Press Herald put a uh, cool piece together. This broke just today, actually. Maine's $35 million HRIS system failed. The state upgraded its antiquated HR management software, and when the project failed, Maine blamed the contracted company. There was an investigation, and the investigation reveals the state is also at fault at the end of the day. Officials for the state of Maine and a California company hired to upgrade the state's ancient human resource management software are locked in a multi-thousand-dollar contract dispute, multi-million-dollar contract dispute, over a month long standoff of how to complete the long-delayed project. But while the state has claimed the company has failed to deliver a workable system, an investigation by the Portland press herald Maine Sunday-Telegram reveals that a series of problems on the state side are largely to blame for the project's collapse. When the Maine Department of Administrative and Financial Services brought in a new project manager to rescue the distressed project, it hired the... The commissioner's husband. A move that was legal under the state nepotism laws, but one that government ethics experts should say uh, would have and should have probably would have been best if it was avoided. Could have. There's a lot more what ifs. Or why as not? things are going awry, it left the state's 12,000 employees relying on a antiquated software system, as the commissioner herself has described as being held together with duct tape and paper clips. In the process of this entire thing, the state has spent $34.7 million over five years, and they have nothing to show for it. Just a partially functional HRIS system that hasn't yet been put on the line. The software company that's been blamed for the project's failure, saying it had consistently operated in bad faith, has knowingly misled state officials in a uh, letter to the company written by the state of Maine, uh, is is accused of doing very bad. The estimated cost to deliver a working computer system will now total over fifty five million dollars. Yeah. Governor Janet Mills' spokesperson said in an email to the writer of this article that she would like to see the dispute resolved in an efficient and timely manner so that the state may move forward. In the most cost-effective way with replacing its severely outdated internet online systems. At an Appropriations Committee hearing March 4th, State Representative Justin Fectu Augusta, caused a stir when he said he would not support new funding for the project because he had learned of probable sexual misconduct in the program directed at the capable women that work here. Politics has definitely taken over. In this multi-million-dollar endeavor, the HR department, though, had recently uh, informed uh, this person that uh, they're they're doing an investigation. They concluded the investigation; the manager is going to remain on staff. And then the article goes down the rabbit hole of all that. Some people have said it feels like Apollo thirteen. There's I'm this. This is one in-depth well-written article governing.com Maine's 35 million dollar human resource system issue it is probably one of the longest articles i've ever read dissecting the inner workings of human resources of contracts contract disputes hrs vendors talking about how the things fell apart uh commissioner's husband being hired on staff um The restart of the program. A false restart of the program. This is a very, very well-written, in-depth article. I am not even scratching the surface. Colin Woodard of Governing.com. Fantastic article. Dated June 21st, 2021. Portland Press-Herald. Highly highly recommend checking that out. Yeah, no, this broke just minutes before we went live for the recording. Great, great piece. If if the... um, if, if the gods of the Twitters could at least send that out, even while we're recording, I would be appreciative even, too. Okay? It'll go out. It'll it's go a, out. It's I'm, a very good I'm, I'm, one. It's a, it's a life it's, lesson. It's a lesson in... in in. There's there's a lot of lessons.
1: Um, They should just clean
0: house.
1: Clean house. Clean house in there. You ain't there. getting the money back. You clean I'm the house, the
0: you ain't getting the money back, and then you still got to okay. hire new
1: people. Yeah, but just because you're going down the wrong way, just because you don't want to spend more money, are you going to continue to go down the wrong way? Then you're going to keep the same people there who allow this shit to happen. The here's here's,
0: with? here's something that stands out to me amongst everything else. When you were talking earlier about like that that uh, a community of like minded individuals, right? A community of people to to get together to make some magical things happen that know the business but also know the other side of it. Ricky, I love I love the HR people I've met so far. Really? I mean, there's only like two or three of them that I don't like. And some of them host other podcasts, and that's fine. I'm only kidding. (laughs) Shots fired. Shots fired. (laughs) No, but jokes aside, um, the industry has not always been technology-driven, okay? And you may have some really highly skilled, qualified people within your ranks. Sometimes it doesn't hurt to kind of like, I don't know, shop around. Try to find yeah. somebody else out there that might have a little more expertise. So what? If you have to pay a contract fee of $50,000 to bring that person on for X amount of months to get it going at least, and then maybe that person helps lead it and you wind up investing two hundred grand in that person over a year to make it happen, okay? And then on the backside of all that, you didn't have to spend $55 million, okay? You, 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 there's, there's an analysis to be done there. I don't know. You
1: think, you think JC, I mean, come on. There's other
0: industries that have done digital transitions. If you take a look at the healthcare industry, they switched all their electronic records over. They, they, they went from paper to electronic. They, they did this transition already go back pre healthcare. TV. TV made a digital transition. There's been digital transitions all over many different industries. But now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for HRs. And this is new. Nothing like this has been done before. No,
1: it has. Just extrapolate a little bit. I was it's that, that transition happened already when we went from personnel to human resources, then from human resources to people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People but strategy. during that time, you guys had to argue amongst each other <laughs> for many, many well,
0: years. You know? Yeah. It happens. But, it's fine. This digital really transition think- for HR is 20 years off in my opinion.
1: <laughs> this one right here, I think I think I stopped when I saw a commissioner's husband hired. <laughs> to me, I was like, "Really? This yeah. is how you fix it?" You're gonna bring it. Yeah, it's just it's 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 so many bad calls that if I was in charge, I'm like, you know what? We've lost what we lost. I don't want to lose anymore. Let's cut our losses. Fired, 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 fired. Let's get a new a new or a new HR structure in here to where they do things the right way. Look, the money's Very lost. very good story.
0: Here. Highly recommend reading the entire thing. We are short on time.
2: It's time for Florida. Man.
0: Florida Man Stories on the HR Talk Podcast, your first ones coming to us from NPR.org. Strange news, a small Florida town accidentally sold its water tower for $55,000. When the business owner, Bobby Reed, approached the Brooksville City Council about purchasing a municipal building at the base of the small Florida city's water tower, he didn't expect the water tower to come with it. So they sold it to him for $55,000, he got the building, and he bought a water tower. I immediately went through the necessary steps to deed the water tower back to the city of Brooksville. The city's intention was to sell me a split section of the parcel with a small garage. Who knew that he would get a water tower in the process only in Florida. Well, well the guy officially owned the water tower for only a little over a week. He never had the keys to access the property, nor did he ever bathe in it. A small fee of $10 was all it took to sign the property back to the city and and, oh. and the city is continuing to maintain the, uh, the water it's facility, <laughs> and they have an outstanding relationship with the former owner, which was the newer owner. Um, the mistake happened, but, you know, when the mistakes happen, you just correct it and you carry on, said Mayor Pat Brayton of Brooksville, Florida.
1: Yep, and the person who made the mistake got promoted. Look, JC, here's what's going on. If that would have happened, what would you have done if, if if the city of Buffalo accidentally sold you a water tower? I'd lease what the we, water back to them. Thank you. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Just lease it back to hey, them. Hey, remember oh. when you raised parking rates? Let's talk about yeah. water. <laughs> That's right. Am I only going to charge the government? Everybody yeah. else is free.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> go, it's, free for, builders, it's free for you, the go. people. <laughs> government buildings quadruple. Me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh Lord, city! I love that movie.
0: Your next story comes to us from FoxNews.com. A Florida bartender received internet fame after rescuing a woman from a harasser at a bar. Um, it's it's made its way all the way around, Ricky. You you know a little bit more about this one than me. You heard about it in the news down there, right? What What did I hear
1: about? What happened? The bar. They're harassing. There was a guy. That happens every Monday night. Be more specific, JC. Was it it the guy who accidentally bought a water tower and he was bragging about it at a bar? Is that what you're talking about? What happened? Tell me.
0: Well, there was a Florida bartender that went viral for disguising the note as a receipt to help customers as he thought they were being harassed. Okay. Uh Uh, A woman tweeted that Florida bartender Max Gutierrez helped her out of a harassment situation. She wrote that Gutierrez passed her a note disguised as a receipt with a message offering her specific help. And Gutierrez later identified himself as the bartender pictured on the Twitter gram. Now, the woman's tweet thanking the bartender in St. Pete, Florida, for protecting them from a customer, said she was um, harassing them as gotten attention for the discreet way he appeared to offer help. Twitter user. Trinitola Yali uh, shared a picture on June 13th of a bartender holding a small note and a clipboard disguised as a receipt. It says, if this guy is bothering you, put your ponytail on your shoulder, the other shoulder, and I'll have him removed, according to the note. The photo was retweeted more than 44,000 times since it was initially shared, and the man was harassing me and my friend like the bartender passed the note to me, acting like it was a receipt. Legit the type of bartender everyone needs, she wrote. Four days after the uh, published tweet, Max Gutierrez, the bartender, um, was working at No Vacancy, a bar restaurant in St. Petersburg, when he offered to help two customers, according to an article by Matt Cohen published in the Tampa Bay Times on Monday. And when Gutierrez saw a man aggressively hitting on the two women at No Vacancy, he shared the note with them, yelled at the man and made him leave the bar. Mm. From an HR perspective, wrapping up Florida stories and current events and everything. What do you do, HR guy, when your bartender is in this situation? Commendable. Bartender. Do you also, are you running
1: risk? Well, it's not really because even if a patron is unruly, bartenders have specific protocols to remove that unruly patron from the establishment. So this is no different. This is just finding out if somebody is being unruly or not. It's kudos to to the bartender where I would have a little bit of caution or (laughs) a lot of caution is if the bartender starts to get physical with the patron. And they should not leave that for the bouncer, whoever you have on staff for security. But I would give that bartender a bonus or some kind of a reward for thinking on his or her feet for making sure that they're doing the right thing by by protecting the patron. So that was pretty cool. I
0: think it'd be cool to come up with some sort of training for uh you know for your staff you know this this right here is a prime example of thinking outside the box
1: absolutely and and this happened like what about a year ago something happened in Orlando where a family was at a restaurant and it was a father and mother and then two kids and the father and mother were eating the kids were not The waitress noticed the kids were really upset and why they weren't eating, and they passed the kid a note saying, hey, do you need help? We talked about this story. Yes, we did. So same thing here. I'm glad waiters, waitresses, bartenders are stepping up. I'm glad that they're stepping up, but you got to be careful, too. You don't want to get too physical to where you are now in harm's way. So kudos to that bartender. Wish there were more like him. Or her, I don't know if it was a him or her.
0: That's all I got on the day. Ricky Baez, we're at uh, over an hour and a half into the program. Final thoughts, over to you.
1: Final thoughts, JC. We are now towards the end of June. July is literally right around the corner, and we are knee deep into whatever this post-pandemic world is supposed to look like. Every single day that I read the newspaper and watch the news. I see how, at least Florida, I see how Florida is opening more and more and more and more. I'm happy to see it. I'm excited to see this state coming back to its business sense. I wish other states will follow suit. But to that, I say this. To all the business owners out there, please know, please know, do what's right for your associates. Yes, if you do what's right for your associates and you do it right, Chances are they are going to do what's right by your employees. I mean, excuse me, by your uh, customers and your clients. What do I mean by that? Give them the opportunity to flex whether they want to come to the office or not. Some employees want to do it. Some don't. At the end of the day, give them the option. Mic drop. I'm done. Option. Flexibility. Keywords.
0: Over here, it's uh, it's been weird. You know, we normally don't record on the Monday, but with the uh, past holiday weekend, we chose to take the weekend to uh, just just relax, celebrate, Father. and uh, and, and take time to to circle up, circle back, and pivot. And here we are into a brand new week, outside uh, the box, thinking of the future, off the line. So, too late. at the end of the day, it's uh, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. I mean, just goofed around a little bit today. It, it wasn't as as serious as other shows, we got into some serious stuff. But at the oh, same serious. time, I, I want to encourage and implore uh, anyone listening to the program to find us on on the line. Jokes aside, seriously, find us. We rebranded uh, when we hit the um, 200s. You know, we're, we're into the 300s now. Uh, we, we've changed things up a couple times. We are now in our groove, and our social media doesn't always have a clear representation of everyone that listens to the program. Now, I know a lot of people uh, out there don't like to uh, chime in on the social medias, but the numbers on the IP reports are something different. <laughs> and the uh, emails and the feedback and the phone calls and the support, and we greatly appreciate all of you. And thank Let's you talk. for delivering ideas and bringing things to the table. We're more than happy to talk about anything, just like today today. We brought up probably about four or five topics today that were brought to the table by listeners that do not want to be named or mentioned. And to that, we thank you. So please find us on social media. Lurk us out. uh, Go to Biasco something or other.
1: What's the website again? Biasco.com or HRpodcast.com. There it is. I got something real quick. I want to give a quick shout out to Sylvia. Sylvia in downtown Orlando, who saw me getting some uh, Korean lunch last week and uh, spotted me. She just wanted to say hi. She's a big fan of the show. (laughs) Sylvia! And I promised her that I would give her a shout out on the air. So Sylvia, this is for you. Thank you for being you. And thank you for recommending the number two at The Korean Place. It was awesome.
0: In a world at a time where Sylvia is listening to the podcast. We thank you for your support. Hey, aside from that, if you do have ideas on improving the education, the outreach, the community connections of what SHRM is, of what HRCI is, if you want to build off of what Ricky's talked about here today, reach out Hmm. to him. Reach out to the HR talk team or or that bias code, something or other. And uh, we'd be more than happy to, uh, you know, talk to you. Uh, gather the ideas and bring them to the table for further future discussion or if you want to be on the program reach out hrtalkpodcast.com or what's our telephone number ricky Baez 407-501-8425
1: oh hold on what is going on someone's calling you right now They're actually calling calling me right right now. now. I'm going to stop that.
0: I'm going to mute you. I'm going to mute you. Take the call. Take the call. It's fine. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been JC, co-host of the HR Talk Podcast. On behalf of the entire production team, our uh, spiritual advisors, our special friends, our producers, associate producers, people behind the scenes that help source stuff and make things happen. And those that reach out uh, looking to contribute, provide feedback, and want us to cover a few things along the way, we greatly appreciate you. Coming up in the month of July, we will have a few special guests on the program. We've got a two special, uh, two, two different people from the state of Missouri uh, looking to be on the program sometime soon, as well as a few other surprises up our sleeves. Drive safe. Have a good night.
1: I'm about to get some soup.